Hey there, it's Linda. Listen, Linda. Welcome to my very first podcast. I am so excited to get started with you guys and teach you guys all I know about applied behavior analysis and how to use it for your everyday life and how to um, change behaviors that you want to. Um, Let's get into it. So before I start, I do want to go into why I wanted to do this and my kind of journey getting up to this. Uh, It's been a long journey. Gosh, these past, well, 2020 in itself has been a year of such growth and change uh, within myself and I see it within other people. I think it's been a time of self-reflection and a time to build on yourself as much as you can. And I, I love it. I'm so happy of where I am now and I'm so happy that I came up with this idea it brings me so much excitement and I want you guys to take that and follow your own excitement follow what makes you happy follow your bliss basically um, without any worry about the outcome you know I'm not doing this to become famous or anything who knows how far this will go my only thing that I want to do is help you guys and help you grow and help you learn about applied behavior analysis because I think it's such a great field that's so undervalued and I want it to be valued. I want people to look into it more. Uh, Yeah, let's get started. So that being said, um, a little bit about ABA. Um, ABA is a type of therapy that focuses on improving specific behaviors such as social skills, communication, reading, and academics. Um, we use lots of programs, protocols, things that we learn. I I have my master's in ABA, and so I use it, obviously, uh, every day and as a, as a professional, as a BCBA. And a BCBA is a board-certified behavior analyst. Um, I'm a healthcare professional who studies the behavior of children and adults and creates plans to improve or change problematic behavior. So with that being said, I am not only working, I'm working with children on the spectrum, but I work with children and adults and I help them find ways to get past their problematic behaviors and into more socially acceptable ones and ones that will get them what they want without having to engage in maladaptive behaviors. Um, So, and that's what kind of brought me into why I wanted to do this podcast and it's because I've used ABA into my own life and I've, as I've learned so much about self-growth and I've done so much, I've, you know, read books, I've meditated, I've journaled, I've watched videos and anything and podcasts, lots of podcasts that I'm obsessed with and that podcasts were actually the ones that got me into wanting to do this. Let's start with what's behavior What's a behavior and what are the functions of behaviors? Behavior is anything a dead man can't do. And what that means is walking is a is a behavior. Breathing is a behavior. Drinking water is a behavior. These are all behaviors. Um, functions of behaviors are attention, escape, tangible, and automatic. Automatic is also sensory. And... Why it's important to know the functions of behavior is because when you realize what the function is, you can switch it about and make it less problematic. So let's go through each of the functions of behavior and I can explain to you what each mean. So attention is point blank attention. You're doing a behavior to get attention from someone else. Um, Escape is you're trying to elope or remove yourself from an aversive event or situation so that can mean from a 
a, a client's point of view, leaving the table, flopping, whatever, while you're trying to do work. From an adult's point of view, going to the bathroom while you're at a dinner party when you need some space. <laughs> That's escape. Um, tangible is anything tangible. So food, a toy, clothing, all of these are tangible. And then there's automatic, which is sensory. And automatic is, you know, touching your hair, pacing, rocking back and forth. Oh, biting your nails is a huge automatic reinforcement that I see in a lot of people. And uh, then we're going to get into deep thoughts, my deep thoughts and why I connected self-growth and ABA. So one day I was really thinking about what is what are the functions of my behaviors and I tend to engage and my biggest one is escape. Um, escape because I don't like aversive things. In the past, I would, if something aversive was happening, instead of facing it head on, I would try to find a way to get away from it. And that could truly mean not just something in the outward, but something inward too. So inward meaning like anything I was feeling, anytime I was feeling lonely, sad, confused, depressed, any of those, I would find ways to escape that feeling. So a lot of times I would get buy items and or watch Netflix or listen to music when I was trying to escape from some feeling I have. And I think that's so important to realize why you're doing what you're doing and understand how to handle it and how to better serve yourself because at the end of the day everything you do should serve yourself but if you are escaping from a feeling you have or from a bad feeling you have or a situation rather than facing it head on like I was then you're just you're not growing you're not putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation and getting comfortable with it and as people say it's get comfortable with being uncomfortable I think that's so important and something I had to learn the hard way so I want to get into each of the functions of behaviors and what I see in a lot of people. And maybe this uh, resonates with you. Maybe it doesn't. If it does, I hope it helps. If it doesn't, please feel free to DM me on Insta and give me a behavior you have. And maybe I can make a podcast about ways to uh, cope with it or ways to change it. Um, there's so many things I have protocols I have and things I've done in the with my clients that have helped and I hope these would help you so all right so let's start from the beginning um things you can do for attention that are maladaptive that you can change I've noticed a lot of people tend to give rude remarks or say things to put other people down for attention sometimes like I said you don't realize what attention can be but sometimes attention can even be like a smirk of the eye or a, a, a dirty look or people laughing is attention so being careful of if you're on the receiving end of someone being rude of what kind of attention you're giving that but also if you're the person giving out that negative vocal I guess you can say <laughs> just the rudeness to other people and or putting someone down you can realize that you're doing it for attention and there's so much better ways to get attention from others 
I'm going to also do a podcast on how to win friends and influence people. There's a book on it that I read and I love it and I want to do a whole podcast on it. But when it comes to attention, giving out that attention in a positive way, so complimenting someone, and sometimes people make fun of others because they're jealous, but if you turn that around, if you are jealous and you turn it around and say, let me compliment them, you're going to feel so much better about yourself. You're going to get this like, attention back to you and they're gonna probably find something to compliment you about or or I'm a big at like believer in what you give out is what you get so if you give attention to someone in a positive way you're gonna get it from someone else in a positive way uh, people pay attention to that and people want to be want to attach to themselves to that um, so if they see you giving all this love and attention they want to be a part of that and they're gonna give you it so they can get it back and it's so much better than giving out this negative attention or rude saying these rude remarks. Um, then there's escape, my biggest one, and I think we kind of brushed on it, but I do want to say, I do want to teach you guys this big technique I learned from someone, and I hope it's helpful, but I want you to put yourself in a moment where you... We're trying to escape from a negative feeling you were having. So maybe that feeling was loneliness. Maybe it was regret. Maybe it was rejection. That was my biggest one. And think about that feeling you had. And I know it's, you're like, why are you telling me to feel what I don't want to feel? We'll get there and you'll see. But put yourself in that, in that moment again and remember how it felt. Or give yourself, give me another thing that you feel you're trying to escape from another feeling you don't want to have and think about that one and let's accept it. Let's sit with it and be okay with it because what you try to push away is just going to come back and it's just going to bottle up and then one day you're going to explode. I mean, how many people do that? I know girls do that a lot. I'm sure men do it too. Um, actually, yeah, they both do now that I think about it. So, so it's not just one gender, but um go in yeah think about that feeling and sit with it and tell yourself I love rejection or I love feeling sad I accept it in my body and repeat that to yourself I accept it in my body I love it in my body and you will feel this humongous release I've done it with several people and every time they cry I don't know one person that didn't yet and I every time there I ask them do you feel better now and they say yeah they feel a relief they don't feel like they're fighting something anymore it's this feeling of it's almost like anxiety built up that kind of just opens up and is out of your body because you allowed it to be there it's all just energy it's all just energy in your body that you're releasing and then there's tangible who doesn't like to have a dessert or something to treat yourself? Um, there's not really much. It, I can't think of anything that I have that I'm like, oh, I need to stop doing that. I think, oh, I think my biggest thing is buying stuff. I love to buy things. And I did realize that was my own way of escaping from feeling a type of way. Like it was my way of rewarding myself if I had a long day. I don't see anything wrong with that as long as you keep it within budget I guess I don't know but 
let me know dm me if there's something that you realize that you tend to try to get that isn't serving you and maybe we can work through it then there's automatic and there's sensory automatic is sensory so my biggest thing is like touching my hair or pacing is something a lot of people do biting your nail I when it comes to automatic I think your biggest thing is to if it's something that's not serving you like me touching my hair I tend to uh, dry it out that way so I've been trying to find a replacement behavior so wearing a wristband and then playing with that instead just and just being more mindful meditation helps with that I have a client that would engage in aggression and it was a way to escape and it was also an automatic response we worked on meditating we worked on journaling we did so many different things just that I've done in my life that helped me with the things that I've worked on and his aggression has decreased dramatically and I'm so proud of him for that and I hope that you know what everything we talked about right now will help you I also want to bring attention to Dr. Hanley he's huge in ABA he came up with ISCA and Balance. And if you have a child that's extremely aggressive or non-compliant, look into those. I uh, can do a podcast on those if you guys are interested. If any of you are interested, just DM me. Like I said, I probably will do it anyways because it's super interesting. And I actually have a colleague that worked, used it uh, several times and it worked wonderfully. I've used it. works wonderfully. But one thing he said that I really appreciated was don't ignore the child ignore the behavior so a lot of times what happens is in ABA um, if you work with children on a spectrum or children in general we tend to think that if a client is engaging and screaming or whatever we have to completely ignore them that's not teaching them anything and I think you can take that into your own life with maybe a spouse or maybe friends or whatever the case may be just because someone does something that's you're not happy with doesn't mean to ignore them it means ignoring the behavior and ex- and expressing to them what you would rather them do to get the response they want. So what that means is with a child, when he's engaging and screaming, instead I would tell him, hey, you can tell me I want blah, blah, blah instead. And then once they tell me that they want whatever they want instead, I give it to them. And I'm like, good job telling me. That's all I want to hear. And you can do that with a spouse who not saying stay in a toxic relationship, but say they have a really funky way of asking for something, you can tell them, I'm not okay with that. I'm not going to respond to you when you say it that way. But if you were to say it this way, I'm for it. We can definitely go into toxic relationships in another podcast. But for now, that's what I have on that. Yeah, I hope this helps. I hope you guys can take these this and use it towards your everyday life. Uh, my next podcast is about is going to be about reinforcements and dating with my coworker and work wife. Um, I'm so excited for you guys to hear that one. And thank you so much. Honestly, more than anything, I am beyond thankful for the support I've been getting about doing this podcast. And I hope and I'm almost nervous because I want to meet your expectations but at the end of the day I could only give you what I can give you and I hope that it resonates with you I hope you guys enjoy it I hope it's helpful um it's been helpful for me it's been helpful for my clients and we're gonna definitely get into more details into more information as podcasts go on this is obviously just day one um but thank you so much for listening 
And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.